Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin of Tail Teller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing? I'm just trying to stay cool. How about you? Yeah, about, about the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so looking at your weather, I would say it's probably slightly warmer than usual because you're kind of in the mid or upper 90s, it looks like, for the next week to 10 days with, unfortunately, probably not enough rain to make a difference. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we had uh, record highs uh, two days ago uh, for the for that day. So it's like upper 90s, 95, somewhere around there. And it's we haven't had rain, or at least any, like you said, rain that has done anything to the river. So everything is looking pretty low. We could definitely use a good storm here or there. So I guess that means, right, that if, if trout fishing exists at all, you better get up early and you better hike high up, right? Yeah, that, that's really the ticket. I went, you got to wait for the kind of the perfect conditions as it gets really toasty. Because um, with the lower water, I mean, that's automatically going to make it a lot more difficult. And what you're looking for is the temperatures that are sub 70. Really, I mean, if you get up in the morning and you take a stream temp and you haven't hiked at all and it's like 65, then you might as well not even waste your time. Because, um, you know, the fish that you catch, you'll, you'll end up killing them. Um, but like last week, uh, I went up to a little stream because we, we got a pretty good shot of rain. And so uh, I went up to a stream, not like too crazy early, and um, but I took a, took a temperature and uh, the reading was like 58, you know, 57, somewhere around there. And then by noon, it had only gone up four degrees. So it is possible, but you got to be willing to hike and you got to be willing to have some patience and kind of wait for those prime conditions um, and not push it too much because... There's, there's plenty of different ways that you can, you know, catch something with fins. It's just waiting <laughs> or, or catching something other than brook trout or uh, that sort of thing. Or go to a spring creek. You know, we do have several of those in uh, in Virginia or, or streams that are influenced by creeks. Um, you just got to do your research or you can call uh, us and we can kind of point you in the right direction too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that kind of reminds me, we have got a question from Matt. He wanted to know what your preferred terrestrials are when the stars align and you get to go fish for trout. Uh, so in Virginia and in, in our section of streams, I end up fishing more beetles and ants than hoppers or anything like that. Uh, and my like my personal favorite, I guess, pattern would, that I use the most would be like a bionic ant. Uh, it's got some foam in it. And I use that because it kind of looks a little bit like anything. Uh, I mean, I know in the name it says ant, um, but that doesn't mean that it's limited to only looking like an ant. Um, and it has a really good like, plop factor. And then I I like rubber legs on things. So that's a, one of the, the better patterns that I like. I just have a lot of confidence in it. Um, so if I know it's tempting to want to throw, you know, these giant hoppers and that sort of stuff. Uh, but in Virginia and our neck of the woods, there are other streams, you know, that are through cow fields, that sort of stuff, um, that you can use hoppers just fine. It would probably be a lot smaller than what, uh, you would expect, but I would stick to using more beetles and ants and you'll find more success that way. Yeah. Do you have a favorite beetle pattern? Uh, so I, I like this one. It's called, uh. Oh, shoot. What's the name of that thing? Basically, it's like you take deer hair, uh, black deer hair, and peacock, and it's a 
really simple pattern. So you just make a peacock body with deer hair top and then kind of deer hair little legs. And I do like a little tiny um, post that's like pink so I can see it. And I, I really like that thing on flat, calm water. It it has a good little plop and it looks super buggy. Um, so it's really it's three ingredients as well. It's just peacock and black deer hair and a little bit of pink pear post or orange pear post or something like that. Um, that's probably the one that I use the most when I'm on one of those spring creeks and I want to fish a terrestrial um, because it's typically on the spring creeks, you know, it's a lot smoother water. And, uh, and so you don't want something that's like going to crazy slap down on the surface. Um, even though that will attract trout a lot of times, but, um, I like to be able to control that. So when I plop it down, I want it to plop down hard when I want it to, if that makes sense. If you have a pattern that's super heavy that every single time it's always going to hit the water with extreme force, then, you know, that you can't control it as much. Um, so I would rather have something that's a little bit on the lighter side that if I want it to plop down, I can use a shorter meter uh, and make it do that or just be a little bit more forceful with my cast. No, it makes a lot of sense. I guess you're really talking about those beetles that are like lacquered or epoxy. Yeah. And they, those things do catch fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like dropping a BB on the water. It goes kerplop. And even this time of the year, smallmouth will... So, like, we we did a pretty good float yesterday, and with the water being as low as it is, like, the smallmouth even get pretty spooky. Um, and there were several times where, I mean, we, it was kind of like sight fishing conditions. I mean, we could see the smallmouth. Um, you'd make your cast out to it. And if you put that thing right on its head, of course, every fish is different, but that the fish would bolt the second that thing slapped on its noggin. So, uh, even doing that, you've... When the water gets low and clear, you've just got to be uh, a little more, I guess, conscious about your presentation. Got it. And speaking of a smallmouth, um, how is the smallmouth fishing right now? And I imagine it's probably getting better from a topwater perspective, but probably getting hurt, right? Because your water's getting lower and clearer a little bit faster than you'd like. Yeah, so that that's the, you pretty much hit it on the, on the head. Um, the time of the day is going to impact a lot. So like beginning of the day or evening, you'll see more success. And and really what that boils down to is just that direct sunlight and then clarity of water. Um, if you can make long casts, this, this is one of, one of the funny things about bass fishing, at least that I've heard people say is, you know, people come in and say bass are dumb. You know, you don't have to care about this, that, or the other because they're so stupid. And it's a little funny because this is one of the times of the year where your accuracy will directly correlate with how successful you are because if, if you're casting to that shade line like when we it's you know midday you haven't caught a fish in an hour or two hours and you're casting like a foot off the shade line like you're not actually getting it up under those trees you're not going to catch fish or near as many fish anyway um what it all boils down to is midday can you cast get it up underneath that tree or that overhang branch on the shade side. Cause that's where those fish are going to be. The big fish are going to be moving to, um, cause they don't want that direct sunlight on their, on their eyes. Uh, they don't, like I said before, I think they don't have eyelids. So when it's super bright out and it's really low in clear conditions, they, they don't want to have that blazing sun, you know, burning through them. Cause 
every Eagle and Osprey can see them as well. So they're, uh, they know where to go. And then of course, that's where a lot of the food is going to be too. Cause like you said, uh, we've been seeing more and more cicadas. I mean, it's, they're pretty much hatching incredibly consistency. Um, so you can take a cicada fly. Uh, again, this is the annual cicadas. It's not the 17 year. Those are pretty much to my knowledge, they're, they're done for in Virginia. Um, so you're looking for the annual cicadas, which have the white bottom, olive sort of top, um, and plop those at the edge, uh, of the river. And hopefully you will eventually find a fish that's willing to eat it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and the interesting thing too, we were talking, I guess it was, I wasn't lucky enough to be able to drop by the shop on Saturday that, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of a geographic di- uh, difference, even within central Virginia, kind of given uh, kind of differences in kind of elevation and water temperature where you're seeing kind of on the lower James that the fish are starting to kind of turn off on the middle of the day. Yep. Yep. And it's not like that everywhere, um, but it is. So, for example, you know, the differences between like the New River, I know you talked to Matt Riley a good bit, and then the James, um, the, the water clarity, the temperature, all that stuff affects how the bass are going to respond. And so when we have days and days and days in a row that are over 90 degrees, we don't have any lake or anything like that that can cool down the water other than nights. But last night, you know, it's 9 o'clock p.m. and it was 88 degrees here. So it's still not really going to cool down the James so much. Um, when the outside t- air temperature is 88 degrees, it'll, it'll cool it some because you don't have direct sunlight, but, um, it's, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, there's no two ways about it. It's definitely hot. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. If you'll send them to us, probably the easiest way to get them to us is to send us a DM on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you're going to get into a drawing for some sc- cool stuff from the shop at the end of the season. Gosh, say that three times fast. Uh, Ethan, Ethan, before I let you hop, why don't you uh, let folks know where they can find you and find you on the internet too and uh, drop by and uh, get their fly fishing gear fix? Yeah, of course. The uh, easiest way is just to come into the shop. Uh, we're at 920 Commerce Street in downtown Lynchburg. We're about a block from the James uh, in, in Lynchburg. So if you got a question about this section of the river, uh, we know it pretty well um since we you know live here (laughs) uh and if you have a product or something like that you have questions about of course you can always email us or call us or most of the products that we have in the store you can find at our website which is taletellersva.com like you're telling a tale and you're in virginia um so it's uh that's a really easy way to see what we got and if you have a question about anything you can either shoot us an instagram message or email phone call or come by so we got all that good stuff absolutely and folks stay cool and get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines ethan tight lines